Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Disney Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have a very unique guest. Uh, she actually teaches people how to get jobs on the cruise ship industry. And that, uh, that's obviously a, a great way to see the world by uh, visiting different uh, cruise uh, terminals and then exploring while you're there. Uh, so for me, I'm actually at a famous cruise ship terminal area, uh, Trinidad, uh, which is in the Caribbean. I didn't actually come here by a cruise ship. Uh, we flew over from uh, Guyana, and we're here for a couple of weeks, and then we're heading back to South America, Colombia, Ecuador. Um, and the only cruise that we have done is Alaska. I did that with my wife on a honeymoon, but we really love that cruise, and I'd love to do more cruises. So uh, I'm looking forward to learning from Amanda's wealth of experience and expertise. Uh, so she's uh, been working in the cruise industry for, for many, many, many years with many, many different companies. But now she's went uh, gone rogue, if you call it that, and she started her own business uh, teaching people how to work in the cruise ship industry. Uh, so we'll be finding out all about that uh, and much more. Her website is called Get a Life at Sea. Uh, Get a Life at Sea.com. Uh, so Amanda, uh, maybe you can quickly share with us a, a little bit of a background story and a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so thanks so much for having me. So yes, I'm Amanda. I'm a cruise ship employment specialist. I worked on board cruise ships for over a decade uh, for four major brands. Um, and then at the end of my 10 years, I moved into cruise ship employment and recruitment services, hiring with one of the major uh, hiring partners here in Canada for Princess Cruises for over six years. And then two years ago, I started GetAlifeAtSea.com really to help advance adventurers break into the industry. I just saw that there was a massive gap in good, solid information from somebody who had not only worked on board, but also had been involved in recruitment to sort of lead the way for people trying to break in and help them to target the exact right cruise line for them, the exact right job for them, and save them a lot of time and effort. Um, because if you do kind of start your Google searching into getting a cruise ship job, it can be really overwhelming. Absolutely. I mean, even if you search how to be a digital nomad, again, overwhelming, or how to make money online, it can be overwhelming. So it definitely helps to get the knowledge and expertise and experience from people who have actually done it, uh, mm -hmm. such as yourself. So uh, tell us about your, yourself and your own backstory of what made you actually get into the cruise industry. Um, was it your love of travel or the love of the sea or just because you needed more money? Yeah, it's a it's a, a kind of I kind of really honestly was born into it. So um, my dad was a sea captain for many, many years. And uh, really from age six months. So my mom actually did a contract with my dad prior to me being born, then I came into existence. And then I went back on the ship with both of them. Um, he was captain of cargo ships. So I was uh, spent about almost the first three years of my life uh, on board the cargo ship with my mom and my dad. And they got off ships in the late 70s and started a marine recruitment firm in Vancouver, uh, really specializing in deck and technical officers. Um, and a few years later, he actually went to the UK to become a marine lawyer. And my mom continued on with the business and then expanded into cruise ship employment in the early 90s. I was at university in the late 
90s. And, um, you know, she just started doing some high level uh, recruitment with Princess in the hotel realm. And she came to me and stated that there was a new position Princess was coming out with called seasonal youth activity staff. And really throughout my teens, I had always worked with kids, summer camps and day camps and things like that. So it was awesome because my um, break from university was just coming up for the summer, which, you know, May, June, July, August. And so what I did is I applied to Princess and ended up getting my first contract, which was a seasonal three month contract, three and a half months contract with Princess as a seasonal youth activity staff. And I actually continued doing that throughout um, the rest of my university career. Uh, so I was a seasonal youth activity staff going out for about four to six months of the year, every year throughout my entire university years. And then when I graduated, I'd already done about four to five years of the seasonal work with the cruise lines and a new position opened up at that point called onboard crew trainer, which they were looking for certified instructors and teachers who had had past cruise ship experience for that role, which fit me perfectly. So then I moved into that role. Um, and then from there became onboard HR manager the last couple of years that I was with uh, Piano Australia. Awesome. So you worked in four different cruise lines in uh, uh, 10 years. Uh, tell us about some of the different places you visited. Uh, were you focused fully like on the Caribbean for a while or the Bahamas for a while? Or did you actually get to spread your wings across the world? Uh, tell us about some of the destinations you covered. Yeah, so I started out in the Caribbean. Um, most new hires will either start out typically in Mexico, the Caribbean, or um, Alaska. Alaska season, obviously, uh, now that it's summer, May through September, um, almost half of each company's fleet ends up in Alaska. So it's quite a lucrative area. Typically, as a new hire, you'll start kind of in that uh, realm. And then once you've built up some experience with the cruise lines, then you can start requesting other itineraries like the Mediterranean, the Baltic, Asia, Australia. So I have been to every continent in the world except Antarctica. Um, and I've been paid to do so because I've been on board. And that includes like I've gone to Greenland, I've been to Iceland, I've been to the Baltic, the Mediterranean, um, Asia, Australia. So uh, yeah, I've, I've literally been, if there's a port, I've probably been to it. So uh, roughly, how many countries is that? I don't know if you. you, you I don't know if you're a country counter, but roughly, <laughs> how many how many countries are we looking at there? Ah, uh, hundreds. Yeah, definitely hundreds. <laughs> hundred, uh, hundred plus countries. Yeah. Wow, impressive, impressive. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's only 193, so that's impressive that you've covered that many. Uh, yeah. So, uh, any personal favorites? I mean, uh, if you've been that many places, you must have some. Uh, uh, cities, some ports, some countries that you really uh, grew a fondness, fondness of? Yeah, I would have to say the last few years that I was um, onboard HR manager when I was working with Pino Australia, which is a affiliate line of Princess, um, much smaller uh, sister cruise line. They only have about four ships right now. The reason I really loved working with them was because they the ships were smaller and so they often ended up in smaller ports throughout the South Pacific. So we would go to Fiji and Vanuatu, lots of the islands of Vanuatu. There's over 100 islands in Vanuatu. Um, and we, I really got a chance to see some spaces that not a lot of people get to go or will ever go. So that was probably some of my favorite part of the world um, with the smaller cruise line. Uh, awesome. Uh, uh, tell us more about the experience itself uh, working on cruise ships. Because, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I, I've talked to other people in the industry. Some people absolutely love it. Some people detest it and hoard it. So tell us about some of your personal highlights and lowlights uh, working on the different cruise lines. Yeah, I mean, definitely working on a cruise ship is not for everyone. That is for sure. Um, if anyone watching wants to, like, get a really quick, like, 
an easy little quiz that they can do. There's a free one on my site at getalifeatsy.com. It'll take you about 30 seconds. It goes through a few questions that you can um, work through to see if really if it's a right fit. But it is a seven day a week position. There is a very, very high level of customer service required for the role. Um, and it's the only thing that you can kind of guarantee every day is that it's going to be different. It requires a lot of flexibility, adaptability, um, multicultural awareness and acceptance. So it's definitely not for everyone, um, but it is probably one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever had the opportunity to be a part of. And I know many of my clients as well say, say the same thing. So uh, with all of the challenges come a lot of benefits, right? So yes, there will be challenges for sure, but I think for most, the benefits far outweigh that. Sounds good. And tell us about the transition. I mean, uh, you did work for uh, 10 years in the industry. Uh, what made you transition? Uh, not out of it necessarily, because you're definitely uh, very much a part of the cruise ship industry, but more, more what made you uh, go solo uh, from working uh, for a cruise company or companies uh, to working independently? Um, so in 2010, I took you typically, by that point, I was a high-level HR manager, so I was doing four-month contracts versus six, so I was doing four months on and two months off, and I just wanted to extend my typical two-month leave for a little bit longer just to take um, some time, some extra time to go snowboarding in beautiful Ravelstoke, B.C., and within 12 weeks of being off the ship, I actually ended up meeting my husband, um, who is a mountain guide here in Revelstoke. So, you know, that's how I kind of ended up um, getting rebel stuck, as they say, here in Revelstoke. It happens to many people that come here just Rebel for a short period of time. <laughs> yeah, uh, to go skiing and snorting. Um, but it was very important for me to obviously maintain ties with the industry. Uh, to be fair, I actually probably would still be on ships now, like even short term. But we uh, do have a little boy now who's three. So for me now, currently working on board isn't really quite conducive to my current um, motherhood status. Um, but I look forward to the opportunity in future to, to head back out for sure. And, and speaking of kids, I mean, I, I'm really curious about that too. I mean, I have a whole, whole website dedicated to fatherhooddaddyhooddaddy.com and I have three kids. So tell us about if you are a, a, a member of a family, a husband, a wife, uh, how easy or hard it is, is it to actually have a family on board a cruise ship? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I definitely do have clients who do have kids who are and, and they're on board. Um, most of those clients tend to be uh, the father, father figure or, or figureheads of their family. Um, and they will go out on contract for three to four months at a time and then come home and then they get that solid two to three months off to spend with their family. So it's definitely possible you can do it um i think for me and for probably many ladies out there um it's not as easy maybe to do that just depending on what you're doing for work and what your husband's doing for work um my partner is a mountain guide so he's kind of here and back and forth all the time so there isn't there wouldn't be someone consistent here for our son so i think as long as you have one or more partners consistently there for your kids it's definitely doable and i definitely have clients who do that and i have worked with tons of parents both female and male on board that have great support systems at home um and additional you know caring like grandparents or whatever it may be to help them maintain their position on the ship so it's doable i think it's just personal preference for sure 
Yeah, and I can imagine it would be quite difficult if, uh, you know, spouses had to separate, the husband's working on the ship and the wife's taking care of the kids at home or vice versa. It would be definitely quite a challenge in terms of the, the relationship itself, the marital bond. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of uh, officers do take the opportunity to bring their families on board when they can. And lots of companies will allow for that when you reach a certain sort of supervisory or management level. You can often bring your family on board for up to two months of your four-month contract sometimes with some families. So a lot of um, supervisors and managers that have been with companies for a long time will take advantage of those um, little perks. Sounds good. Uh, so you did uh, get married, uh, got hitched, and now mm -hmm. you have a, a kid, and uh, now you're in Revelstoke, Revelstoke, uh, and <laughs> now you've started this amazing uh, business online, which allows you the freedom uh, to uh, hang out with your, uh, with your husband and child. Tell us about the business. Uh, what made you start the, the business, Get a Life at Sea? Yeah, I think um, what made me start it was, you know, I, I love doing recruitment and I still am, uh, it, I still am connected with the Canadian partners here and I do send my clients in their direction when it comes to recruitment. But I think the biggest thing that I started seeing was that um, there were just a ton of people online emailing us or um, just posting on forums, just getting really frustrated with the lack of information out there about how they needed to proceed because depending on what country you're from or what job you want um, or what cruise line you want to work for all of the requirements are a little bit different and it is one of those industries that um, a lot of the promotions for higher level positions come from within so you really need to know how to target the exact right job for you that's going to propel you in the exact right promotional um trajectory. So again, I just noticed there were a lot of people posting looking for info and it just wasn't there. So I thought, you know what, there is an opportunity here to provide great content. Like I've got my YouTube channel, for example, which just provides like good free content from somebody who's not only worked on board for more than one contract because you can go on YouTube and kind of like get a lot of info from people who have done like one contract or two contracts. Well, that's, you know, that's great, but to have over a decade of experience and have experience in recruitment, I knew people would gain value from that. And I've even had people message me from YouTube that have said, wow, like I've got a job on board just from watching your YouTube channel. So obviously I've got like products and services that are paid that people can get more assistance from me, but I know that the content that I put out works uh, for people wanting to break in so that they can make the right choices. So really it was just that desire to be of service to people wanting to make this dream of getting paid to travel a reality. And a lot of our listeners and viewers are definitely part of that category. They love to uh, travel and uh, there's so many ways of being a digital nomad. The more I do these interviews, the more ways I discover. And uh, that's been the big eye opener for me personally is the, the jobs aren't limited to coaching or masterminding or affiliate marketing or social media or website design or graphic design or et cetera, et cetera. They're literally uh, more and more jobs that I'm finding uh, people are doing as digital nomads and uh, you know you can be a digital nomad at sea as well and I don't think that's um, it's not something people typically think of when they think of digital nomads working online because typically on the sea you don't have good Wi-Fi do you? Yeah not not great it is getting better I mean probably the mm. number one cruise line out there right now for um, great Wi-Fi is Royal Caribbean they've really been putting a ton of time and money into their tech 
on board. They're probably one of the premier when it comes to really fast Wi-Fi. They want their passengers to be sharing their experiences on social media. Um, and actually, interestingly, they're the only cruise line as of yet to sponsor periscopers, really, really big travel periscopers to come on board and periscope their entire adventures on board. So, um, it is getting better because the cruise lines are realizing with more people being able to share their awesome fun times on board, the better it is for people to kind of see what it's like and then book a cruise. So um, it's getting better. Now there's actually, when I started, and yeah, there was basically no internet on board except in the crew, like little baby internet room. And it was, it was pretty bad. There was basically almost not even any phones available to call off the ship. Now you can, there's a lot of sat Wi-Fi for crew in a lot of the different crew areas. There's phones in all their cabins that you can call from the ship to land. So it's, it's yeah, a ton better communication wise than it ever was. That's definitely encouraging to hear. I mean, as digital nomads, that's one of our biggest struggles. Even when I do these interviews, I apologize for the choppiness sometimes. Uh, but the, li the life and the reality of the internet today is that uh, you're not going to have the perfect Wi-Fi when you're in Guyana or Suriname or here in Trinidad. So, uh, you know, you just live with it and you bear with it and uh, you hope for the better. And I think it is getting better, like you said. I mean, uh, since you've been on to now, uh, already the cruise ships are getting better and I'm Sure, they're going to offer not super high expensive internet. Hopefully, it'll be cheaper and hopefully it'll be free, free Wi-Fi on board because that would probably be a selling point in its own, you know, free Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure it will get there at some point. Um, and, and it is really, really affordable for crew, which is great. And then the other thing, of course, is you're going to all these different ports. Mm -hmm. um, you can get free Wi-Fi so many different places. And if you're ever on a cruise ship and you wonder where the crew are going to go hang out each port typically you'll see them at a starbucks or at a restaurant you'll see them all <laughs> with their laptops because they know the internet's going to be faster cheaper and easier to use um during their time off in port than it is on the ship forget sightseeing uh you know make your way to the closest internet and uh, <laughs> get online yeah basically <laughs> So what would you recommend as a good job uh, for someone uh, like a digital nomad uh, kind of person on the cru on cruise ships? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, I'm going to be hooking up with one of my friends in the online space in the next couple of weeks, uh, Hannah from Digital Nomad Kit, if you look it up online. Um, we're going to be doing a whole um, webinar series soon on that exact question um, because there are some really great technical positions that have come out in the last couple of years that would be amazing and perfect for digital nomads. So, um, the first position is computer officer on board. That is a position that's been around for quite some time. That is a person that sort of manages and troubleshoots all of the computer systems on board, including, um, you know, the passenger internet cafe, the point of sales terminals, just a ton of um, computer stuff on board that has to be managed. So somebody who's had experience in troubleshooting uh, in a large scale organization would be perfect for that. Um, there's new positions coming out now. Um, for example, Carnival just came out in the last couple of years with a position called media manager, which basically um, is a position where you create graphics and digital content to be placed um, in and around the ship on the various now digital displays. So promoting the daily drink or promoting the daily activities, that media manager um, creates their own schedule. They're in an autonomous role. They have a very high uh, level of 
um, manager freedom and manager cabin and all that that comes with it. So I do have a couple of clients who are on board in that new role right now. And the other cruise lines are following suit and having similar roles uh, come out as well. And then the third one um, that kind of ties a little bit more into computer officer would be passenger internet cafe manager. This used to be a position that the computer officer would cover, but I think a lot of the cruise lines with more and more people wanting to be online, passengers, um, they needed to create a separate role to support those passengers. So there's a new role called Passengers uh, Internet Cafe Manager, and that person really just sticks in the Passenger Internet Cafe, helping people to log on, helping them to use Facebook and Skype and teaching them how to use those, those kind of basic uh, tools to share their experiences. So yeah, those are kind of like the top three that I would recommend for people in the digital space on board. Awesome. And uh, what about just generally? I mean, um, it is one thing to be a digital nomad as in working online and making an income, but it's a whole other ballgame to actually be working kind of digitally um, or uh, on the cruises and then getting income that way. So what are the best entry level uh, positions that people can get on cruises? Ah, really great position. And actually, that is an entire uh, module of my eight module course that I just launched a couple weeks ago called Cruise Ship Jobs 101. I actually that there's a whole module on um, the best onboard positions, the salaries that are associated with those roles, the contract lengths requirements. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. You can go to getalifeatsea.com and just click on products to take a look at the course. Um, but there are definitely are sort of five main departments that I recommend as sort of great entry level starting points because most people will have some sort of experience in one of the five. Um, one is for sure youth staff, which I mentioned earlier. Lots of people have had some sort of experience working with youth in a large organizational setting at some point in their careers. Um, Retail sales is another one. Great onboard position. Also has amazing port time because the onboard shops legally have to be closed whilst in port. Oh, okay. So pretty much you never work on a port day. Um, photography is another one. If you've had any experience in either studio or freelance, it's another great opportunity. Um, hotel front desk. Um, really, they just look for one to two years of related experience ashore. So if you've worked in a hotel, in a four or five star hotel ashore, then you can kind of transfer right into a role on board. Um, and then crew staff is probably the fifth one, um, which is cruise activity staff. So helping to facilitate and organize activities for adults on board. If you've had any experience like leading or hosting events, emceeing, that kind of thing, that's another great way to break in. And then from there, you know, when you, once you're on board, you will probably see something that really strikes your interest even more that you may not have even known about. So I have a whole nother module in that cruise ship jobs 101 course that goes into niche positions that are really, really cool and amazing that most people have never even heard of or didn't know existed. Um, for example, like Royal Caribbean's new uh, skydiving instructing role that just came out in the last couple of years because they actually have a skydiving tube onboard the ship where they need skydiving instructors to operate that onboard the ship. Um, so there's lots of weird niche little crazy roles that um, I also go into in the course as well. Awesome. Uh, yeah, de definitely out of the box kind of jobs that you wouldn't think of. Uh, skydiving from within a cruise ship. Uh, who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so t tell us about the different uh, cruise companies, um, um, you know, how many different ones are there? Because they all kind of seem to either be like branches of another and uh, like you mentioned, P&O is a subsidiary, etc. So uh, give us a quick lowdown on, on the major companies and kind of the little sub companies underneath that. 
Yeah, there's kind of like two major, I guess, conglomerates when it comes to like uh, cruise lines. You've got Carnival Corporation, which um, makes you think of Carnival Cruise Lines, and it is, but it's much bigger than that. So it includes Carnival uh, Cruise Lines, Princess, Pino UK, Pino Australia, Cunard. So it includes like six to eight lines, just that Carnival Corporation. And then you've got the Royal Caribbean affiliates, which include um, Royal Caribbean, NCL, Azamara, um, Celebrity. So oftentimes you will have either, if it's a massive brand, they'll be affiliated with at least five to eight other lines. And then you've got a few cruise lines that kind of run solo, um, totally on their own. Um, and those tend to be European brands typically, um, or smaller river cruising as well. Awesome. Uh, so you, you've covered a wealth of info about cruises. Uh, you mentioned some of your courses and services. Uh, tell us more. Uh, if people wanted to connect with you, uh, maybe hire you for some personal coaching, or maybe they would like to uh, you know, purchase some of your coaches, uh, courses, products, uh, let us know about those. Yeah, so if everyone um, just heads to getalifeatsea.com, you'll see there on the homepage, there's the free Are You Ready for Life at Sea quiz that you can sign up for and go through really quickly to see if this might be an opportunity for you. And then I've got two sections. I've got products and services. My products include my $7 cruise ship job starter kit, which will kind of just run you through what you need to do initially to start the process of gaining onboard employment. Then I have my How the Heck to Get a Job on a Cruise Ship Guide, which is over 60 pages of information about how to design your resume, cover letter, clickable employment links for all of the major cruise lines and brands, as well as step-by-step -step application instructions. So it's really, really comprehensive. Then, of course, I've got my Cruise Ship Jobs 101 course, which I've been talking about, which includes all of my, my kit, my guide, plus the eight-module video course that runs through all of the onboard positions, specialty roles, um, jobs with the best port time, all of the salary structures, how to apply, how to do your resume, how to interview, like really from A to up the gangway, the course includes everything that you need. So that's under products as well. And then for people that want some more sort of one-on-one -on -one support, I've got two main, or actually three main services. I've got my resume consultation service where I actually get your resume and kind of just tear it apart and tell you what you need to change, what positions are best suited for you, um, and then provide you with an application strategy. I've got my resume creation service where I provide all of what I've just said, plus actually rewrite your cover letter and resume for you from an onboard HR manager's perspective and obviously a past recruiter's expect uh, expectations. So I know exactly what they're looking for. And then, of course, I just have my one-on-one -on -one, um, Skype coaching as well that you can purchase as an additional service. So yeah, that is kind of like everything that I offer right now, which is really interesting because when we get back to like the, the start of our interview, like how I started this, the Get a Life at Sea um, company, my initial goal was just to come out with a guide. That was all I wanted to kind of like, I was like, yeah, I've had this on my mind for years. I want to create a website. I want to create a guide. And it's been through communicating with my followers on Facebook, YouTube, um, LinkedIn, and what people have been asking and requesting that all the other products and services have sort of just come out from that. So yeah, it's been really, really neat. And that's definitely the way to do it because you are finding out what your customers and clients need, right? So you didn't create the product mm -hmm. first, you figured out what the problems are and then you develop solutions. So good on you for what you've done so far and what you're going to be doing. 
Thanks so much. Yeah, it's been amazing. And it's amazing to be part of the industry still. And even more awesome has been the ability to create uh, something that I'm really passionate about and then serving others to live the life that I lived and helping them to do it in a much faster and easier way than they would have without me. So, yeah. Awesome. So you too can get a life at sea uh, through Amanda's help and support. Uh, you know, I highly recommend connecting with Amanda, as you can tell from this episode. Uh, she's very willing and able to give back uh, because she's done it and now she wants to help others do it as well. Uh, so make sure you connect with her on her website, on her social media, on her YouTube channel, and, uh, you know, uh, grab uh, some of those courses, whichever you feel is most appropriate and applicable to your needs. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think if you can get some personal time with Amanda, that would help you even more because, uh, she can really fine-tune it to your personal needs and wants. So, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing you somewhere in the world, maybe on a cruise line. Uh, but uh, thanks for your time, Amanda, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Thanks so much for having me. It was great to be here. Uh, thanks, everyone. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a rating and review. That really helps the podcast move up the ranking. Uh, we also have a video version of all of these interviews on YouTube. So if you're listening to this, make sure you uh, watch some of the episodes on YouTube. And uh, check us out at Digital Nomad Mastery on all the different social media platforms as well. Uh, so happy travels, everyone, and we'll catch you in the next episode.